Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. This past Monday, we celebrated a very interesting feast day on the 25th of April, the Feast of St. Mark. He was not one of the original uh, apostles. He was a, a follower of both Peter and Paul and is a, a gospel writer, but it's not for the gospel writing or his discipleship that I want to mention that feast day. Because uh, when I was growing up, the Feast of St. Mark was a feast day dedicated to a kind of renewal or a sense of renewal of the earth. It was a time when fields were blessed in fact, I remember going out with our pastor once to bless uh, the fields, and uh, it had been um, newly fertilized, let's say. And it, it took me about a week to get that uh, extraordinary fragrance out, out of my mind. But it was just a powerful sense of, of renewal. It was a blessing of the fields, and it was also a recognition of the importance of farming to the human community. And I think this is a wonderful time for us to consider the importance of farming and the recognition of the goodness of God's creation, which is also really, in a sense, a part of the Easter story of resurrection. I did not grow up on a farm. There was a relative of ours, an uncle, who did have a farm. I would visit with my family on occasions, there always seemed to be a little bit of a disaster involved with me because I didn't quite understand the nature of animals. I was once bet 25 cents that I wouldn't ride a cow. The cow did not like it. Uh, but my father always kept a very large garden, vegetables, flowers, and in fact, everyone in our neighborhood had some kind of a garden. And in fact, it kept us close, in a sense, to the soil and close to the understanding of how things actually grow. A couple doors down, Mrs. Vitovsky grew poppies uh, for her poppy seed patitsa. And every couple of years, uh, two uh, Strangers would show up just to make sure that she was using it only for the petitza. But it was just being surrounded with people who gardened. But there's an interesting aspect to the scriptural uh, references uh, to farming, to God's created order and all. And I think very early in uh the story of our salvation, we encounter in the book of Genesis the story of Cain and Abel. Cain was the agriculturalist. He, he was growing things. Abel was the tender of the flock. Both came to offer a portion of their, their possessions to God in a sacrifice. God chose Abel's sacrifice, but turned down Cain. And you know the result of this Cain and his 
jealousy murders his brother. But it, it continues in the Old Testament at a seeming preference of God for shepherds. And of course, uh, sheep uh, and cattle can be very much a part of the agricultural uh, scene, the farming scene. But it was this preference of God for the, the shepherd that I think makes the image of the Good Shepherd in Jesus so powerful. It seemed like a, a fulfillment of all of those shepherds that preceded him. And it became a symbol of the way in which God tends his people, through care, through mercy, through forgiveness and watchfulness. And I find that image of, of Christ as the Good Shepherd uh, so amazing, especially in a society such as ours that is far removed from the pastoral life. In fact, I, I don't know how many people have actually seen a large flock of sheep, let alone a shepherd. But yet there's that powerful sign. And we remember that Jesus himself was a carpenter. Uh, neither growing a garden or tending uh, sheep. But as you read uh, Jesus' parables, you will find that Jesus also had a very deep understanding about agriculture and used it in many of his parables. And in one of the most uh, powerful parables that appears in the Gospel of John is the parable of the grain of wheat in which Jesus says to his disciples, unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains simply a grain of wheat. But if it falls to the ground and dies, it produces an abundance 100-fold. And I, uh, of course, this was a, a reference to our Lord's own acceptance of his passion and death in, in anticipation of his resurrection. But in the ministry of Jesus, in his use of agricultural metaphors, in his touching uh, reality of being a pastor of, of the sheep that he is guiding, I find a kind of reconciliation of Cain and Abel. And I find also a reality that Jesus established and is sometimes ignored, that in the life of Jesus, the Son of God, work became a source of blessing and a particular power of working with one's hands. And this was a revolutionary thought in Jesus' time when all of uh, human activity was divided between servile that is, those uh, types of activity that are really only of slaves, and liberal, that is, freeing of the mind of the spirit. And there was a great deal of snobbishness and sometimes simply disdain for those who had to actually work for their hands, but it was Jesus who, who turned that whole idea around that working with one's hands is a creative activity, it is a participation in the creation that God wished from the very beginning when he gave uh, Adam the power to name the animals. 
And this continued within the Christian tradition and was preserved and enhanced by the work of the monks. And it is a reminder to us that Jesus came not only to redeem man, but in a sense all of creation. And remember that the creation at the beginning, God pronounced good. So maybe it's a a time to reawaken our appreciation of farming and our care for creation at the same time. You know, for a long time, the United States was primarily an agricultural nation, well into the 20th century. And it was only in the 20th century that industry became dominant as a source of wealth and prosperity in living. There is, of course, the phenomenon of the shrinkage of the family farm that uh, even in agricultural areas, say, of Ohio, the farms have become extraordinarily large. I'm amazed at uh, some farming families who now cultivate six, 7,000 acres of land. When I was a child, my uh, relative's farm had maybe 100 acres of, of, of land, enough to grow feed for his cows. But the fact remains that the production of food is absolutely fundamental to human flourishing. As I used to travel around the diocese, I began to realize that it's called the Diocese of Columbus, but it doesn't mean that the city of Columbus is the diocese. There are still large agricultural areas And as I would travel, I always delighted at the sight of land producing such abundance. Although I never really came upon a large flock of sheep. So maybe Jesus the carpenter is most known among us as Jesus the agriculturalist, but still the good shepherd. And in understanding the power of creation, our responsibility to it, I think it is important to express our gratitude for those who farm, for those who produce the food, for those who still see in the land such a promise of richness and well-being. 